0: Hello! Hi, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Film Critters Processes. Uh,
1: today we're get processes. we pro- Film Critters Processes. We decided. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was some confusion, but I, I think that makes sense. Um, yeah, obviously I'm Baru as always, and yeah. I'm Jay Bear Hat with as Jay always. Bearhat, as always, um, we saw some movies, and uh, so we're chugging along on the Silent Hill uh, Film Critters episode. Um, it is coming along. <laughs> it is. It, it is in production still. It is in production still, and it will be to you soon. I promise. Um, and we have another episode after that that we're really excited about that I don't want to go too into. Yeah, but we're yeah. We're,
0: we're, we're doing research for that today. But while we were doing it, we we're like, let's just record an episode about some movies we've yeah. seen recently. We've seen
1: a lot of movies recently, so we, we might as well. We've seen too many movies lately. Too recently, many, so too we picked the three movies.
0: that we want to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, yes, hundred percent. So, uh, our first movie, we can just dive right into okay. it. Yeah. Um, we saw A Quiet Place together, which, um, what, what are your thoughts on that? So, uh, there's this, this thing,
0: this theme I noticed with horror films where they're really critically acclaimed and like everyone loves them and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I will hate it. I will always fucking hate it. I'm always going to think it's terrible. Yeah. uh, Uh, And that's the Babadook syndrome. Yeah. Babadook syndrome because Babadook and Insidious or like the two big ones I remember as like, it's just. People love, like, really melodramatic horror right now. Right. And I I think if it's done well, it works. I don't think it's done well mm, no. most of the time. Uh, uh, a Quiet Place being a great example of that. Yeah. Um. My – how do I describe it? There's, like – the exact center of the movie is good. Mm. Like, they, it feels like they started with the, the bathtub scene. For people who haven't seen it. Oh yeah! I um, spoilers obviously for all these movies throughout. Uh, for you who haven't seen it, there's there's a scene where a woman is giving birth in a bathtub because she stepped on a nail, and she can't make any noise because if she does, the monsters will find her. And that whole sequence is really good and really it's intense. So tense. Yeah. But then the further away from that scene you get in both directions of the movie, terrible.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think it starts out sort of decently. I think the sort of. Um, like so, they they kind they kind of introduce the ruthlessness of the monsters. Uh, like uh, a little little kid is picked off like instantly in the movie, which is always the sign of like a good movie, right? Where yeah. like a little kid dies like act one. Yeah. Uh,
0: and they they establish early on. Oh, this is not a world uh for your your child that loves that loves noisy toys. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that the movie it it's such an interesting like pre- premise sort of it's this very sort of hide and seek like primal like why didn't i think of that kind of thing um that just falls so flat it's uh, oh my god how do i
0: so the, the the conceit of the film is that the monsters hunt by sound they can't see mm-hmm. um so if you make too much noise uh in an area that's quiet or like if you, if there's a noise that they can definitely be like that's a that's a person being about or that's something scurrying about Ah, uh, they will go to where that noise is, and they will just kill whatever is
1: there. Yeah, my biggest my biggest issues with this movie is that it's it doesn't really have fun. Like the 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 thing about a quiet place is that it signs to in every regard. It is about Christian family values. It's a, it is about uh, upholding the family and how difficult it can be. Um, and it is about, uh, and, and at the end, it's like some similarly stupid solution because like not to Neil deGrasse Tyson this too much, but the science thing where it's like, oh, they're allergic to water. Oh, word. And <laughs> like with the A Quiet Place monsters, it's like, oh, radio waves. Kill yeah. them. Just, if it's just a specific
0: noise, just like makes them really upset. And then you can just like shoot them with a gun or like yeah. hit them with a bat. Um, like white noise. White like, noise. Yeah. But it's like, it's like, no, it's like the implication is nobody else has ever discovered this. Right. And it's
1: it, that would have been the first thing I would have thought of yeah it's like oh they
0: hunt by noise what if you just make like what are what are really awful noises for uh, what is essentially a human ear yeah <laughs> with like teeth to, yeah. to listen to
1: yeah and the, the design of the monsters it was uh, part of me wants to say that it was like kind of interesting um but they, they also looked like that one IKEA lamp that's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like folds out uh, so I, I don't I don't really know yeah uh. That was like the other thing that was like weird about it is like
0: so like at the end of the film when like they do the noise thing and they're like, ah, like now their their shield stuff that's unfolding out is all like messed up and unfolded. But like throughout the film, repeatedly they show that when the monsters are trying to figure out where people are, they will like open up their giant ear and like listen around of it. And every time I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's the that's the kill me spot.
1: Yeah. That's like that's, that's like that's the weak point.
0: That's the weak point. It's cause <laughs> it looks like a giant eardrum and this creature is a giant ear monster. But, like, I guess at no point they were like, what if we, like, shoot it at that exact point? Because if you're standing, like, to the left of it but not making noise, it can't find you. Yes. Uh, so, theoretically, you can just shoot it with a gun. Right. And, like, maybe you have to worry about the other ones coming. But if there's only one of them, just, like, you can just move. Because they don't know right. where you are if they can't hear you.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Um, I kind of share Jay's issues with this movie. I think that it uh, it paces itself poorly. It presents itself poorly. Um, there is, there are really, really artful touches and, like, really good, there's really good shit that happens in this movie. It, uh, so my example for a movie that's, like, the perfect suspense film is Hush. Yeah! Uh, she's so good. Because it, it's just goes up and up and up and up and up and up. And the thing about A Quiet Place is that it, it increases the pressure and then it releases the pressure, like, constantly throughout the movie, which I thought didn't really work in its favor at all. Like the the scene where she has given birth uh and um john krasinski's character has to go out and he has to do something and so she is downstairs but all of a sudden like the basement like floods and not only does it flood but there's a monster in the basement with her that doesn't see her but like is going to hear her and the monster goes like under the water which she obviously like can't see under the water like it's this really good ramping up of just like Wow, like these are these really are impossible odds, so for the ending to be this kind of like the little girl like they they, they lead up to it decently with the little girl's like hearing aid the one yeah. of the one of the main characters in the movie is deaf and uses a hearing aid or they're like trying to find a hearing aid that's going to work for uh, her
0: and that's how they discover the frequency because she notices that like the frequency of her broken hearing aid like upsets the monster so she yeah. she puts it next to a microphone and then the monster freaks out and then they The other two monsters come running and then like the mom like cocks her gun and it's like, it's payback time, baby. (laughs) It's payback time. And then and then um Highway to Hell starts blasting out of the speakers. (laughs) And that's just how the movie wasn't it
1: it something
0: wasn't It was it was something to that effect. It was some just like extremely out of like, oh here's a quiet movie, so we're gonna end on the most like rock and roll like ending (laughs)
1: possible, which could maybe have worked as a good counterpoint, but just didn't. Yeah, once it became clear that like, oh, they have this sort of trump card thing that they can just do to kill these, it's like, well then, okay, the suspense is gone. Yeah. At this stage in the film, I, uh,
0: I assume other people in the world must have discovered this, so it's not like these are the last people on Earth. It's yeah. like they they find an old an old man at one point who just yells, and so like clearly that dude was doing fine until he decided to have a big yell
1: about it. Yeah, this old there's this really weird sequence where this old guy just like he just starts making a bunch of noise to attract the monsters. And this very sort of, like, suicidal, but also, like, he's also trying to, like, sabotage the other, like, John Krasinski and his son who are there hanging out.
0: Yeah, like, and that's what, like, doesn't make sense to me in that scene is, like, I can kind of understand the idea of introducing... Because, like, so, like, basically they come across the guy and, like, he's, he's with his wife's body. So I can kind of understand this idea of, like, oh, like, I've lost the thing that I was living for and so now I'm going to, like, choose to die... But it seems like he waits until they show up and until like John Krasinski is specifically like, hey, don't yell. Yeah. (laughs) And that and then he like yells out of spite. And it's just it's like, dude, like,
1: come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fucking uncool. The other the other thing about the movie that I really wanted to kind of like highlight is that they really did not solve the fundamental problem that you think of when a movie like this comes around, which is the characters in this movie are not talking. As such, you don't really know very much about them other than they are a family unit. And that is not enough for me to give even half of a shit. No, and that's, like, the biggest problem. So it's interesting because, like, you brought up Hush, and Hush is
0: also a thriller movie where the main character is deaf. And in this movie, the main character should be the character who's deaf. Yes. But... The film like divides itself so evenly between her struggle and John Krasinski's struggle to be a good dad yeah. that you don't care about either of them because exactly like they can't really talk. So there's like one scene where John Krasinski takes his son to a waterfall and then yells and to scare the shit out of his son. And he's like, "Ha! Ah, just, just Josh and you. Know, waterfalls are fine. Um, But then it's just it's literally like that's the only real scene where we get characterization is the kids like. Oh, you know, our our sister like blames herself for our do- like our other sister's death or like our other kid's death who died at the start of the film. Right. And he's like, "Well, I don't blame her," and that's it. Like, that's the most characterization we get of his character. But we spend so much of the movie with him. Right. And yeah, I f- and I feel like the film would have been better if it hung on like just one character. And I think ideally it would have worked better if it was about just the deaf girl's guilt and not about, "Hey, I'm John Krasinski. Here's my movie." I'm a good dad. I'm a really good dad in this movie. Yeah. Like I think it would have been better if he was actually kind of a shitty dad and like did blame her for the death. And so the film is about her kinda of, like dealing with guilt, but also like kind of coming to terms with the fact that what happened was a tragedy. Exactly.
1: And not something that she could have like prevented or expected from like her actions. Another another uh, yet another area where the movie just kind of slowly pressure releases all the tension on this one plot element of like the basically the deaf girl's the reason that the little that the youngest son is dead. Yeah. Um. Because she gave him like the batteries for his loud toy and blah blah blah. And like J- John Krasinski's character, like not even halfway through the movie, is just like, "No, I don't blame you at all for that." And it's like, "Well, if you did, it would be more interesting." Yeah. So. <laughs> no. It's like it's
0: like, "Well, I, I get it. You don't want to be a shitty dad in your own movie." Yeah. But did you consider that if you were, it might actually be more interesting? But if right. you're like, if the whole tension is supposed to be like he needs to prove to her that he loves her, yeah, or that she feels guilt about this, and you just have one scene where he says, "Oh, I don't," and then yeah. the next scene he says oh i love you and she's like ah dad doesn't blame me for the death it's like well there's not that's yeah. it like that's like you have okay. two scenes to explore this entire like character arc.
1: <laughs> yeah uh, like and uh, like it just shows its bad writing throughout a couple like several more drafts of the script would have been uh, more than welcome uh, especially considering that like the only scene also where he talks to his wife they like whisper to each other all that she says is just like you have to protect this family. You have to protect this family, and it's like, what is this relationship? Like, yeah, like do, do they do they like each other? I do mean, they must because they had they had a kid. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> they have to like each other. like, I, I, the, like you don't understand from their dynamic what their relationship is. Yeah, so I, like, I don't know wh-
0: why they care about each other other than just like ah family family means self sacrifice or whatever.
1: Yeah. It was an interesting premise that kind of floundered. I would say I don't know.
0: It was, it was an interesting premise, just completely derailed by uninteresting characters and yeah. uninteresting writing it around really them. really hung up. Um, yeah, no, I didn't even think about like just how underwritten the mom is. Like she really kind of exists to like be sad in yeah. one scene, give birth for a scary scene. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then be pregnant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of her whole role in the film. It's her whole thing. Um, and, like, guilt everyone all the time. I don't know. It's very... Uh, it, it's it's a little rough. It's not... that.
0: What, what's... I, I'm sorry. I'm not just thinking like more it's like, man, if the whole film was just, like, taking all of the characters and just upping their, like, flaws and their yeah. emotions and making it, like, this is a dysfunctional family, and then you have this idea of, like, this is a family that is only being kept together because they need to survive, right. that would have been, like, a great thriller, and also would have been, like, a great, like commentary where it's like here's a family that only is really together because they will die without each
1: other but kind of like isn't healthy for each other yeah and you don't have a great interplay of thematic content when it's a movie about like hearing and communication and things like that and the family kind of just doesn't have any issues with each other really yeah like that are that are significant or kind of discussed significantly it's like that. It, there's just so much room for opportunity there. Did we want to move into our rating system for this one? And- yeah.
0: So we're introducing, we have a, a rating system we decided now for movies, which is uh, a movie ticket is about $12. Yeah. So what is something you are glad you didn't spend that $12 on instead of this movie and something you wish you had spent that $12 on? And that's I, how you rake value in capitalism.
1: Yeah, I think I think I would have rather uh, splurged on like some Amazon like cheap clothes um, than watch uh, A Quiet Place with that money. I think
0: I would have rather um, for twelve dollars. I think so. Afterwards, we went and got Taco Bell, and I feel like I got more of my value out of that. Yeah, uh, and that was like four dollars. So going to Taco Bell three times instead of seeing uh, a quiet place <laughs> would have been would have been better. Because in both cases, because like at least with Taco Bell, I know what I'm subjecting yeah. myself to, whereas with a quiet
1: place. I thought I was going to be seeing a good movie, and I didn't. If I had like some new, like really fake earrings, I would be so much happier than if I had watched a Quiet Place. If if I like went
0: to a thrift store and like found like something where it's like, oh, I've been looking for something exactly like this for my house, mm, yeah, and it's like you know a little like beat up, maybe I have to like touch it up a little. It's like that. I think I would have preferred that. Yeah. Um. I guess. And then what would be? What would you? What would you be? of more disappointed in if you spent the twelve dollars than seeing a Quiet Place?
1: Um more disappointed uh you know I don't know
0: I feel like if I bought someone else a ticket to see a quiet place that would have been that would have been a, that would have been uh more disappointing than buying myself a ticket to see a quiet place
1: I think like I've 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 wasted some bus fare money that was definitely like like going in like bus fare spent going in the wrong direction I would rather have I would rather have that spent on a quiet place. I, I think
0: um I've bought I've bought uh like DVDs and stuff before and it wasn't until I got home that I would notice that they were full screen, not widescreen. Yeah. That's that that is a worse uh waste of money than a quiet place. Uh, a
1: worse waste of money than a quiet place is buying uh doing a VHS haul at Goodwill and finding out that the Jurassic Park uh VHS that you bought has a Taibo VHS inside <laughs> of it uh that sucks but uh, anyway do we want to move on to our second yeah. film
0: so we can move on to our second film uh, going to keep the going to keep the disappointment train rolling this disappointment train rolling with, with annihilation. annihilation annihilate Annih- your expectations Anni- here's what's great about annihilation is that it's a film that was released in february because they expected it to just tank um, which I think is also why it was, like, released on Netflix really quickly after. And then, like, it got
1: really good oh. buzz and people, like, responded really positively to Did it. Did you hear about the Netflix controversy with Annihilation? No. There was a more. lot of ethical controversy around, um, and it's actually in the Wikipedia article if you scroll down, but, it, yeah. like, basically it was released, like, day one in the U.S. it was released in theaters and in Australia on Netflix. Really? I yes. didn't know about that. Okay. So it, it, there were a lot of peop- a lot of people had these, like, not necessarily, like, concerns of ethics, but just concerns of, like, that's a... It's just a really weird distribution model, right? Yeah. To, to kind of have it in the hands of, like, an on-demand service day one, which is very, like, very controversial. A similar thing happened when um, Bong Jun hos new movie, *Okja* uh, played at uh, Cannes, because it started with the Netflix logo and the Cannes audience I remember threw that. their popcorn yeah, at no, the screen. I remember people just fucking... They were, like, pissed. Uh, but it ended up being a fucking masterpiece movie because Bong Joon-ho, so, like, what are you complaining about? People people just like to be mad. Yeah, but, they kind of do. I mean, it's, French it's, people. It's, like French to... people, like,
0: people don't like to admit that Netflix is unfortunately now a very big contender in, like, film production and Absolutely. also film release. Uh, I mean, a lot of the movies they make are terrible, but so are a lot of the movies being made by studios now, so. Yeah. The Ritual's really good. Uh, we're the not going to do was... a review of that, but I loved
1: the ritual. I, I liked the the ritual was fun. It was it was a little heavy handed for me, but I, I liked it. Um, um, speaking of heavy handed, annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite scene?
0: Because mine is uh, the f- seven or so scenes where a character is just like, "Oh, this is a cancer cell. Oh, this this person had cancer at one point. Oh, this this looks like it's cancer." Oh, lymph nodes! Just hear
1: people saying the word "cancer" and being like, "Do you get it? Do you get? Do you get it?" <laughs> <laughs> um. So my my expectations going into Annihilation, I happen to think that Deus Ex, which is Alex Garland's, not Deus Ex, fucking Ex Machina. Sorry, yeah. um, Alex Garland's prior movie, Ex Machina. Aside from being a movie that is just like so obtusely obviously written by a man, <laughs> uh, it is kind of a. It, it it's a script that went through the exact right amount of revisions it's like not overworked it's not underworked it you just can't poke any holes in it it's perfectly paced it presents its information really well um, there's a fantastic youtube video about the structure of screenwriting that that covers x Machina. i don't I'll, i don't know who it's by but we'll, i'll see we'll put I, a link we'll uh, put here some sort of link and here, then down below and then below <laughs> um and that those were kind of my expectations going into annihilation that it was going to be similarly kind of like Cerebral and slow, and all of these other things, and I think that kind of once X Machina was successful, I think that it could be something where it was just too many hands and too many cooks in the kitchen, uh, as is often the case with producers and executive producers. Uh, Annihilation disappointed me very deeply because it, I think that it, it, it was. Either underworked or extremely overworked.
0: Yeah, no, I was. I, so I was reading a thing about it earlier, and I have it like up right now as well um, from the Wikipedia, where it was talking about how, like, in the test screenings, it did really poorly, which is why they released it in February. And, like, the studio kept trying to pressure him to make it, like, less intellectual and less yeah. complicated. But, like, he had Final Cut privilege, so he refused to do it and refused to take notes. And, like, that's why i got, like, such a weird release. But it's, like, wild to me when I read that, because I was like, it, it already feels like the studio made them dumb it down. Like it already yeah, feels like that. It really there, feels like that. It feels like there was so much more like of a cerebral subtext. And maybe that's just cause like, that's what the original book was like. I haven't read it yet. I've actually planned. The book to read sounds it. way more interesting. Everyone I know who's read the book has said like, the book is incredible. And the movie kind of uh, does it, does it wrong. But it's, it's just, it's just really like, it holds your hand through all of the metaphors. It seems just like really aimless. I kind of, I kind of liked one thing I liked about the film that I'll say in its favor is I liked the ending where it's sort of heavily implied that they're either changed drastically by being in the zone to the point that they're not the same person or that they've like had the consciousness of the alien that was at the heart of the zone infused in them. And so they're not (sighs) themselves. But the only reason I like that. Is because if you throw out all of the weird symbolism about cancer and all the other bullshit and look at it just as a relationship drama metaphor, I see it as this is a movie about a couple where some sort of traumatic thing has happened to both of them that has changed them in a way where they are not the same people and so they yeah. can't continue on their relationship as they had been. Exactly. And I wish the movie had stuck with that plot straight end a lot more because yeah. it's not in it's in like two or three
1: other scenes in the rest of the film, but completely negli- like negligent. Otherwise, it says it 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 kind of subtextually, but not explicitly, touches on like the movie is all about self destructiveness. That's yeah. the thematic content. Um, that's the driving force of the movie, and it touches on how kind of like relation like the self destructiveness of relationships and how kind of, like, how as people kind of change and evolve, they cease to recognize one another. Um, And that, like, it's interesting, but it's touched on in, like, literally two scenes. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, It's
0: it's such a... It's something where it's like, I felt like if they had focused on that, and I think that's where it feels overworked is that they tried to have too many things going on in it. It yeah. just doesn't work. But if they had made that the driving point, it would have been good. Cause then like also the way it's handled in the movie leads to this like weird thing where like all the other women in her troop die. And she has this whole thing where it's like, I think it's because they didn't want to survive, but I do. And it's like, that feels like, that feels like the message here ends up being that like, oh, if a woman really loves you, she will destroy her entire life. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That's and like rough.
0: risk real death in order to like Do you think come gal- out stronger. Do you think Alice Garland's like a misogynist? <laughs> I mean, probably. He probably. makes art film. I'm just going to say it. If a guy makes art films and isn't David Lynch, he's probably a misogynist. And even David Lynch isn't entirely off the hook.
1: Yeah. Uh, I he's think- definitely not off he's the not, hook. He's not off the as hook. As far as I'm fucking concerned, but <laughs> he's, like, you know- he's
0: super not off the hook. But I at least feel like when David Lynch writes women, he, he doesn't hate them.
1: Yeah. He I just
0: mean- doesn't understand that. Women don't want to constantly see themselves being tortured
1: on screen. <laughs> right, that's big. That's big time. Whereas uh,
0: most art film directors, I
1: watch the movies. I'm like, oh, this is great. It's just a shame that it's clear that you hate women. Here's my here's my other take on Annihilation. Directors, producers, uh, screenwriters, anybody who is in the business, as they call it, if you want to make a miniseries, pitch a fucking miniseries. <laughs> don't make a fucking movie because that was my. Like, the first act of this movie, the way it, like, the, uh, it's hor- the, the first act of this movie is horrible. I will literally call it horrible. Even though the rest of the movie's, like, fine, whatever. Um, it, The way that, it, the, the absolute, like, dreariness and s- slow nature that it presents the information, it is not, uh, it's not economical at all. Like, the way that, like, he comes home and he's all weird- and it's like, well, I don't really care that he's all weird. I don't fucking know who he is. Yeah, like, I've, I've, all I know is he's he went off to a war, and she's sad about it. It's another movie
0: where it's like you're ex- you're just expected to be straight when you I walk think, in the door. I God, that's such a this is okay. This is this is a thing we're gonna talk about probably a lot in film critters, especially these. My biggest problem with why I don't like art films, and the thing is, I do love art films. Yeah, but I feel like so many art films are just made with the assumption that you are a straight man, and so therefore you're going to relate to whatever is on screen by default, which leads to extremely poor character writing
1: because it's it's written with an assumption that you're already going to kind of be there. All of this pretext that you're supposed to bring to the movie that I don't have because I'm like I, I don't give a shit about marriage. Like there's yeah, no, exactly. There's there's so many movies where like I watch and I'm like, Oh, I get I definitely see how if I was
0: like a boring straight dude who likes art films, yeah, I would be like, Wow, this is a really good portrayal of like, you know, your your sort of struggle to understand your place in society, but I'm not that. Yeah. So I watch this and I'm like, Wow,
1: this guy's a fucking baby man child, baby piece of shit. He's literally like the main the husband in Annihilation is literally like the Dell Cooper plot line where he just comes home as like He's Dougie Jones. He's Dougie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. You're not Dale Cooper, I'm, are you? I'm just
0: imagining just a scene where it's like they're at the table and like as they do the like weird little like uh, touching hands through it,
1: he just goes, Hello! <laughs> he's he's inside of the uh quarantine that they put him in later in the movie, just like Hello <laughs> uh, I'm
0: I'm with the good I'm with the good move copy of Annihilation in the bat, in the black latch.
1: <laughs> So there's so much interesting about Annihilation that it just ha- has no time with. Also, the characterization of a lot of the characters leaves so much to be oh desired. Oh my god, it's... I was
0: so excited when they introduced the lesbian character because she seemed like a sort of like um, Michelle Rodriguez, I think is the name of the actress, like oh, the one yeah. who's always playing like badass chicks who are kind of like yeah, there is definitely lesbian like, gays, a
1: hot butch woman in this. Yeah, movie. and I was
0: so excited because like okay, like this film is definitely going to be about like women's. I was expecting a sort of the descent style relationship yeah, between all the women yeah. where it's like, as it goes on, like their relationships to each other, like define it. And then it just immediately like drops all of that. There's like a scene where a character is like, so that girl self harms and she is a drug addiction. And yeah. I, my kid died of cancer and, and it's I have like, cancer.
1: Fucking, that's shit writing. That's, it's it's such
0: bad writing. And then it's like, th- and then the lesbian character uh, just, just turns out to like be crazy and she's yeah. like, Oh, I don't trust this woman because she has a husband and it's like,
1: oh okay. <laughs> that's how that's how gay people that's think. That's how gay people think. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I will say, uh okay, no, and the other thing is Doctor Ventress pisses me off. Like her the like, there are so many interesting ways that you could have directed and played that character that aren't like well, I have cancer, so I don't care about the world. And now I'm just so I just, disillusioned. I just need to know oh, the so truth. And it's like, no, if you're dying, you still give a shit about the rest of humanity. Yeah. And you still want to, like, and, and if you don't, then be interesting. Yeah, be interesting about <laughs> Which, it.
0: Be, she should have acted way more like a villain if that's the direction they wanted to take that exactly. character in. Uh, and that's, like, the one character, ironically, the strongest character in it was the girl who has self harm issues? In my opinion, I would say so. Because, and I think it's entirely because of that actress. I don't know who Tessa she, Thompson. Tessa she, Thompson. Yeah, she supposedly, She's supposedly
1: she supposedly in a thing with Janelle Monae, like their thing. Oh my god, that's Which is really so cute. so fucking cute. I
0: love. Oh. No, that's I'm I'm so happy to hear that. I want to I want to see more stuff that she's in. Be- oh, she's in Thor. Ragnarok. She's in. She's in I've a lot of shit. That. She's kind of all over the place. Yeah, but no, she her performance as that character was like spot on. She was just in like, Veronica Mars apparently fucking sick uh yeah she was just like spot on as just like an anxious like hasn't really had life outside of college like chronic self-harmer like kind of like just like the scene where she turns into flowers is actually like one of the few super beautiful scenes not just visually but like emotionally yeah because it's like she conveys that mindset so well just that mindset of like I'm not self-harming because I want to die. It's because, like, I feel like I don't have a way to be beautiful in the world. Yeah. And then she accepts turning into flowers because that's her way to, like,
1: live on as something beautiful because she feels trapped in who she is. She literally says it's like, well, this one character, basically this one character gets attacked by a bear um, and killed. And then they have this whole other confrontation with... Which, by the way, the best scene in the movie, by far. That's, that
0: scene is so fucking good, it's yeah. Inc- there's
1: this incredible bear animatronic that they use, which it turns out it is an animatronic for some of those shots. For the shots where it's like a close-up, obviously, there's CG. But I thought that it, it 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 gave it a lot of weight. It made it way scarier. Yeah. Um, The whole premise of, like, a bear with, like, a skull face that has your friend's voice who it killed. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Um. So Tessa's character, Tessa Thompson's character sees that, uh, or they gets attacked by this bear that has her friend's voice, and it's just like, she, like, the next day she's like, wow, that really sucks that, like, the last vestige of our friend is inside of this, like, bear that killed her. Like, that's, that's how she's remembered. I don't want to go like that. I want to be in control of how I go. And then that basically, it's implied that she, like, that's her, that's her form of self-destruction. Yeah. Is, um that she just wants to take she she wants to have exact some sort of control which I would have more to talk about if they characterize these characters better and yeah, give them more yeah, fucking exactly. breathing room like, that's, that's why it sucks because it's like her character is still
0: horribly underwritten because it's very one note the actress you like Tessa just brings such a phenomenal performance that it's yes. obvious that she wrote more for, for like, like she wrote more for that character than they <laughs> fucking did <laughs>
1: Like in, like in her head, and just through her performance, like you can see, like the 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 books of lore that she wrote for the ten lines that she gets to say in this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh. But I will say that the um, the final little bit of the movie was like very very interesting. The art design was really cool. I, I
0: the vi- visually, this movie is
1: gorgeous. So, it's so I, I would gorgeous. say it's a great movie to, to get really fucking high and watch on Netflix. I would say so. Um. um if, if if especially if, if you have a big TV, if you got a big TV, definitely. Um. Yeah. Also, like the sort of like Jesse Conda flavoring. Who, if, if you don't know, like obviously, uh, not obviously, Jesse Conda did, has done like a lot of art for like Arca. So, like if you look at Arca covers. Oh, so yeah. That's, okay. That is, <clears throat> excuse me. That is who I thought of for the ending sequence where she, basically, Natalie Portman's character is facing this sort of like alien avatar version of herself that like is kind of developing. Yeah. It was. Um, it was like the. um it was like that fight in Ocarina of Time when you fight Dark Link, yes. And he just matches all your. <laughs> uh, and they also, okay. Here's the other thematic thing about the movie that in- kind of interested me. They talk about how there is no malice or bad intent re- in in relation to anything that is happening in the Shimmer. In relation to the the body double that she faces off with at the end, um, it's just like it- it- it's just self preservation. Uh, at all costs and it's it's not it's not malice and it's not evil and it's um so like it 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 kind of deals with the duality of self-preservation and self-destruction in a way um that 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 is the part of the movie that did kind of have me like it made me think a little bit you know um it's
0: it's definitely a film that like gives you a lot to chew over it's just it's disappointing that like you can, as you chew over it, you can see ways that the movie could
1: have yeah. been better and could have reinforced those ideas better. Exactly. But but I do like the idea of, like, at the end, uh, when she comes out of the Shimmer and she sees her, like, body-snatched husband that's not her husband. And, but she has, like, obviously she feels whatever ways that she's going to feel about it. But, like, she has no reason to, like, this this double of her husband is not going to end the world. It's just... Yeah a double of her husband that exists now. And he didn't, the double doesn't know why either. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. which is <sighs> so scene. interesting. Yeah. I, I, I really, like I said, I really liked the ending
0: cause I thought it brought it like a lot of interesting subtext to the film. Right. Uh, one thing though I did say that I really felt kind of weird about was the, the cucking aspect of the film, the cucking where oh. she's like cheating on her husband. And then the yeah! big, and then the big uh, twist is that she's cheating on her husband with a black man
1: with her black coworker. Yeah.
0: Um, and I felt like I felt like that introduced like in like this point in time, given like this sort of imagery that a lot of like far right and alt right u- people use, having a film where a white woman cheats on her war hero husband with a black man, and that's right. comp- and that is portrayed as like part of her character flaw and not like you know like a justified action that she does.
1: Do you want to know a fucked up thing about that? What? In the second book, they reveal uh, the race of the main character. She's not white. I don't recall her nationality, but like, oh. she's not supposed to be white. Yeah,
0: that makes it even worse than the. Yeah, thing. <laughs> You're white. It's, it's 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 such a like.
1: There, there's some bad casting, I think.
0: It's it's definitely something where it's like I don't think it was an intentional thing, but I think it was an extremely tone deaf thing to not be like, hey, do you not see how like, in our current
1: political like climate, that that kind of comes off as propaganda. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a little bit tone deaf. Um, I think that, yeah, Tessa, Tessa Thompson and um, who's, what's the name of the actress that plays? Do you remember which character? Uh, no, I don't was... remember. I don't remember the name of the, I don't remember the name of the lesbian character, but her actress does a really good job. I think. I think it was Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. Okay. Because that looks like the character. Yeah. I, she, I think her performance was really good. I think Tessa Thompson's performance was really good. I think across the board, other than that, the movie was pretty 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 miscast. Yeah. Um So, yeah. That's uh, yeah. So, do you want to do a $12 bit? I I think I would rather have spent $12 on I mean, Sephora has some pretty good brow pencils that are like cheap. Yeah. No, I I I would have rather spent my
0: $12 on like month and a half of Netflix and then watched it on Netflix instead oh <laughs> yeah,
1: because then you can just watch a bunch of Riverdale.
0: Yeah and then and then it's like, oh, that was disappointing, but whatever I watched it on Netflix uh, yeah. for a little bit. Um, and then I guess I'm glad that I didn't buy another ticket to see a quiet place <laughs> <laughs> instead of instead of seeing annihilation because yeah. I had more to
1: think about with annihilation. <laughs> whereas yeah. quiet place just made me mad. I'm glad that you spent that twelve dollars on annihilation instead of um, uh, 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 breaking in. <laughs> Which I did also see, but we're not going to talk about it because it's really it. boring. <laughs> apparently, I I didn't watch it because I saw the reactions to it. It's, it apparently it's really boring. It's 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 boring, and it's got a really weird racist scene. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be right back. Real quick. okay. Pause recording. Yeah, pause. Okay. So I, our our final movie that we would talk we want to talk about is one that I did not see. So so. To kind of
0: reverse the theme of uh, critically acclaimed, highfalutin art, uh, horror films that we ended up hating, uh, I went and saw Truth or Dare, which I knew was going to be a piece of shit, and thus I had a lot of fun watching it because it was a fun piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Um, so do we want to do tw- a little bit of a 20 questions style yes. thing here? So this is, this is a thing we're also going to try to introduce for new film critics processes is one of us sees a movie that the other does not uh, instead of trying to explain it. We're going to ask 20 questions and try to explain, uh,
1: what the movie is and why it's good or bad or fun. Okay. Uh, question number one, uh, was this a comedy movie in any aspect?
0: Uh, intentionally, no, it is a, <laughs> okay. it's a, it's a John Blumhouse, uh, uh the Blumhouse like productions. They do like a lot of the, the big horror things. Okay. So it's a horror. Yeah. It's a, it's a horror film. Um, It is one of the funniest horror films I've seen in (laughs) in, in a while. Really? Like, not intentionally, but it's just, there's so much. So, like, whenever the truth or dare demon possesses someone, they get, like, a big, big, goofy smile on their face. And there's a line in the film where one of the characters is trying to describe it to one of her friends. And she's like, it's like everyone looked like they had a Snapchat filter on.
1: Wow. And that line is delivered
0: dead seriously. Okay. (laughs) So it's a hilarious, like, I, I I, have a huge soft spot for, like, a specific genre of, like, trashy horror that is just, like, misses the mark in what it's trying to do so well that
1: it becomes funny, and Truth or Dare is one of those. Okay, so this is a horror movie. Is it kind of, like, a monster movie, or is it more just kind of possession? It's or like, like... Uh, it's a curse movie. A curse movie. So the Truth or Dare is they play, is the this dude they meet on
0: Spring Break in Mexico, After the main character is tricked into going there instead of working for Habitat for Humanity for her YouTube vlog. Um, These are actually all plot important, as it turns out later. Holy shit. Um, Is she like meets this dude and kind of like out of spite, she goes to like, she like drags her friends with him. He's like, oh, I know a party that's going on. So he takes them to an abandoned church and instead of immediately being like, this sucks, uh, he's like, let's play Truth or Dare. And they're like, okay. So they do. And then it turns out that if you play truth or dare or any children's game in this church uh, a demon possesses the game and with killer consequences oh Jumanji yeah Uh, so the the demon will now ask you and appear randomly in the same order that you played the game in the church uh, truth or dare and you have to pick and then whichever one you pick if you don't do it he kills you and also sometimes the dares will kill you anyway because they're not safe Uh. (laughs) okay (laughs) Um and the truths are always like something you really don't want to talk about. So like one of the the big there's like a big conceit in the film where like the character keep main character keeps picking dare because she doesn't want to do one of the truths because she has a terrible secret and you, you kind of guess what it is like really quickly because they only establish about three possible conflicts in the film. Mm, uh, okay. And yeah, so the the whole film is just, they're, they're trying to stop this demon. And also when my immediate thought was, why wouldn't they just always pick truth is they go, well, it turns out when we played truth or dare the first time in the, the, the church, we did two truths or a dare, two truths in a dare. So that's, that's how we're going to make it so that
1: they have to do dare (laughs) sometimes. Oh my God. Okay. Um, so another question based on already what you've told me about this movie, uh, who is this movie for? Uh, teenagers, teenagers, specifically okay. like,
0: um, I feel like teenagers who just like, it's sort of like a final destination style mm. movie where it's like, you're, you're trying to see like, Oh, what's going to happen to each teen? Oh, each teen goes off on their own. And then you start to see all these things get set up and it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a fun teen horror film where like you maybe sneak in and then you see it and you're like, Whoa, that death scene was awesome. <laughs> uh, and then you're like, at the end, you're like, "Whoa, that's so scary!" What if? So at the end of the film, uh, she fucks up uh, trying to trick the demon. Uh, it's really stupid. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, either like me and my friend, who are the only ones surviving, can like basically keep playing this game with the demon and die, or and then she records a vlog in the church and asks people watching the vlog truth or dare, which for some reason works." So now like hundreds of thousands of people across the world are pulled into this game and the idea is like, okay, well now it's going to keep going so we have more time in between before he gets to us before we have to play it again. Uh, And she uploads it and you see it briefly on screen and it's like, don't watch cursed video, truth or dare.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's reverse psychology, Yeah, (laughs) you know?
0: So it's, like, it's stuff like that where, like, a teen would see that and be like, whoa, I've watched cursed videos before. What if this happened to me? I've been on lively. I've Week. been on like, Oh, what if I looked, what if a vine asked me truth or dare and I
1: died? Oh, my God. Um, is it a
0: good movie? Oh, God, no. It's it's worth it's worth watching, at least, okay. like, if you're, especially if you're, like, drunk or, like, don't want to watch something just, like, really goofy and fun. But it's not, it's not a good movie by by any stretch. It's acting is terrible writing is nonsensical there's like i hate to be the person like there's loopholes but there's really bad loopholes in the film Mm. that they don't ever really address um it's not a good movie it's not it's not a well-executed film at all
1: okay um uh oh i yeah okay i have a question for you truth or dare oh uh truth okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this counts. As, this counts as two questions now. <laughs> this, counts as, this counts as two questions. We should have done this as instead of like a twenty questions thing, like a truth or dare thing, because like there's no <laughs> there the, like this isn't necessarily twenty questions. I'm just asking you questions. You're just asking about- me questions about the movie. Um, what's the funniest part of the movie? Oh my god! I mean, the the Snapchat filter one
0: is definitely <laughs> okay, is definitely time. one of the highlights. How many social medias get
1: referenced throughout this film? Oh, a
0: lot. Facebook, there's a part where uh, they find out that, like, there was an original group of kids who played this game, and, like, that's what the guy who, like, lured them in was one of it. Okay. And so her friend is like, here's how you find her on Facebook. It's really easy. And then she's just like, we can't ask her from our account, so I'm going to make a throwaway account. And the throwaway account is just like, hey, come meet in this alley to answer our questions, or I'm going to burn your family's house. (laughs) I'm going to, like, set your family on fire. Okay. Um... And it's like she does it so quickly that you're just gonna be like, Wow, you've you've done this before. You've been the you've been the hitting a non on an ask box. You're the bitch <laughs> who when you had a Tumblr had that little script code thing where people would think they selected a non, but they were still sending you a question Ooh, from their from their wow. account okay. so you could find out who's talking shit. That's who that character is. Okay. Um she's one of the few she's like, I think one of the characters who survives uh okay. at the end. Would you say that this film belongs in the unfriended canon? Yes, Uh, I I actually think it's more fun than Unfriended, if only because the characters are more like obnoxious. Oh, my God. So, okay. I forgot. Actually, one of the funniest scenes is very early on. They just force out this this thing that one of their friends is gay, but isn't out to his dad, who's a cop. So immediately you're like, oh, okay, And then that scene happens. And it just goes fine. <laughs> he's just like, comes out to his dad and he's like, I'm stressed out. But dad's like, Oh, whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> That's beautiful. actually. And, but then later, like his cop dad, like meets up with him outside and he's like, Hey, I just want you to know. I love you. Uh, and then the, the, then the truth or dare demon asks, like asks truth or dare on the radio. And he has to pick dare because it's been too, two, two truth or a dare. And the dare is that he has to take his dad's gun and like, make him beg for his life and wow, it's like, <laughs> wow. Okay. And like, it's like handled so poorly. Cause he's like, dad, I need you to beg for your life, please. It'll be fine. I'm not going to shoot you. I just need you to beg for your life <laughs> but, while like just waving a gun wildly at a cop.
1: <laughs> that's insane. Like, it's such
0: a weird, messy movie. <laughs> that's so, that's so messy.
1: Ugh, I, or, or the, uh,
0: there's also the great scene of like the character who's a, uh, Whose, whose main bit is that he's like he literally every line he says is i'm going to med school or i sell drugs to freshmen <laughs> uh and then that's the setup so that when he gets his truth or dare game it's before they realize that the game is real or before he realizes it and he's being interviewed for med school and then the demon takes over the uh the the, the interviewer and she's like truth or dare and she's like truth and he's like do you sell drugs to freshmen and rather than just like you know picking up that like oh your face looks weird you're a demon and just being like yes and then the person would be like yes what and he's like oh i'm sorry i thought you said something and instead of that he's like i do not sell drugs to freshmen what? <laughs> he's just like says it so a he lies which means he dies yeah but also it's just like he doesn't answer that in like any way that would like not immediately tell the person the question he's answering because like he could just say yes and then the yeah. person would, and then they're like well you answered the question and then the demon would be like. Oh <laughs> <laughs> shit! shit. I, didn't well, think, I didn't think this through. Well, I, I mean, I guess technically you answered it truthfully. <laughs> um,
1: if you were forced to kind of dig through the weeds and kind of pull out any thematic content or message of this film, I, I, what would you say? So, oh my
0: God, the big I, so the big thing is oddly enough is that the big like plot point of the film or like theme of it is about friendship. Oh. Because the two main girls who survive, you know, at the start of the game, at the start of the film when they're doing Truth or Dare, yeah, one of the ones is like, if aliens landed and they said, I'm going to kill all six of you or the whole world or like the rest of the world, like, what would you pick? And she'd be like, easy, like all six of us. And they're like, what? And he's like, she's like, I she's like, it's. She's like it's it's for what's the greater good of humanity. Like you have to pick the things that's the best for everyone around her, and then that's why at the end when she does the YouTube vlog thing, it's like, oh, but actually she's so loyal to her friend that she will fuck over the rest of the world just in order to save her friend's life. Hmm. Um. And like that's a big theme, and like the big truth that she's running away from is that another plot point that introduced really really early on, just like awkwardly, is she's just like. She goes in and she's like, how are you doing? She's like, well, you know, ever since my dad committed suicide last year. uh, And so the big truth that she's been hiding is that the reason the dad committed her dad committed suicide was because she had gone over into their house and the dad was drunk and like started hitting on her and like groping her. Mm -hmm. And so she said, like, you're disgusting and you should kill yourself. And then the next day he did. So she had been hiding that secret from her best friend because she didn't want her friend to know that her dad was a pedophile, basically, and also that, like, her friend was responsible for his suicide. Uh, it sucked. Uh, it was like, way really, too messy. It's, it was, like, way too messy and dramatic of a scene. But it's, like, that's kind of, like, the big theme is, like, the, these two's relationship and, like, the kind of, like, coming and goings of it and, like, the sacrifices that they make for each other and, like, this idea of, like, well, it's us. It's, like, it's always, if it's the between you and the world, it's, like, a running line. Like, I would pick you. Uh it's i guess that's kind of just the theme is just women female friendship all
1: right versus a demon versus a demon <laughs> that makes you play truth or dare <laughs> <laughs> and looks like a snapchat filter yeah yeah it's, this definitely does sound like it's within the sort of uh within the family tree of like the rang wishmaster uh, all sorts of like teen camp things
0: very yeah i it's, it's it's very like final destination of like the way the de- the deaths and like the stunts go
1: okay
0: um So, okay, the loophole that I was going to mention is so they find out that the way you reverse the demon is they like talk to this old lady who has no tongue. And it's revealed that she had unleashed the demon because they had summoned it for a game of hide and seek at that church. And then it became a killer game of hide and seek. And the only way to get rid of the demon was like the person who summoned it had to cut her tongue out and like put it in a pot. Uh, And then when the other group that had came and played Truth or Dare and got cursed, came to that like church they smashed the pot while partying and then played truth or dare and that's what caused the curse Mm. so they're like okay we're gonna take the guy who's the original guy who brought them to the church and we're gonna have him cut his tongue out and like that'll put the demon away and then like he some shit goes wrong and he like dies and so the main character is like okay uh when i become the demon like pick dare and then the dare is like you have to shoot me and then she's like whatever you do don't do the dare and so like it, it happens and she's like he said i have to shoot you and she's like, "Okay, d- now say so you're not going to." And she's like, "I refuse." And then, like, as she gets possessed by the demon and the demon goes to like shoot herself in the head, the other girl grabs the gun and like makes it shoot her in the arm. And then she's like, "Aha! Now, demon, you're stuck here because I kind of just like basically AGD speedrun glitched you into like our plane of existence. Because now you're like." well, technically the dare is fulfilled, but she wasn't going to fulfill the dare. And then she asks the demon truth or dare. <laughs> that's funny. And then the demon's like, truth. Or no, he's like, that's not how I play. it's worked. And she's like, well, I asked you, so you have to play. And he's like, okay, fair enough. Truth. And then she's like, how do we def- stop you? And he goes, you can't, because I killed the guy whose tongue had to be cut out. But as soon as he said that, I was like, that's technically not true. Because technically now you do have to keep playing this game and it has to keep coming back to you and at some point, two people before you are going to be truth, so you have to pick dare and then they can dare you to just go away.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Which
0: means that he lied, which means that he should have self-destroyed himself in that moment. (laughs)
1: What a...
0: It's such a like, it's like, it's like, I like, this the, makes no sense. I liked the concept of like tricking the demon and glitching him into the game, basically to ask him this question.
1: Oh my God. But then
0: they immediately try to do it as like, oh, the twist is that it never ends. But then it's like, well, technically though, what she
1: did eventually, eventually would work. <laughs> so you're saying that they're talking to the, are they talking to the demon through one of their friends or is yeah. there? Oh, Cause okay. like the demon, basically like if if you don't do the truth or dare, the
0: demon possesses the person who doesn't do it and then like makes them kill themselves in some way. So like when the the med school guy does it, the demon possesses him and then he takes a pen out of his pocket and he like slams his head against the door and like kills himself. So because she didn't do the thing of shooting her friend, the demon possessed her to like make her shoot herself. But then her friend got the gun to shoot her. So it was like, okay, the dare has been done. But now the demon is just here. Hmm. Just hanging out in her friend's body. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bye friend. Bye. (laughs) You're you're a demon now.
0: (laughs) And then, because like the demon is obviously just like kind of like stuck there for a second. Just like, ah shit what, what what do i do here
1: <laughs> uh i don't know the protocol oh fuck all right we well, are gonna ask me truth or dare so i guess uh i guess i'm gonna i guess I'm gonna pick truth <laughs> um i guess my final question for you is what would you rather have spent your 12 dollars on um oh god what, what would i have rather spent my 12 dollars on <laughs> probably well
0: i um I'm trying to think, it's because it's like I'm trying to think of like what's in the same category of like that. You know what? You know what? I did spend my twelve dollars on mm. uh, a Blu-ray copy of the Snowman.
1: Why did you do that?
0: <laughs> because I love. I love. It's great. It's not a good movie, uh, but I'm glad I spent my money on that because I c- now I can watch it whenever I want. I
1: kind of want to see
0: that piece of shit. It's it is. Oh, it is atrocious. We have to watch it at some point. It's
1: it's a little bit. It's it's a little bit saddening to to see. Young Fathers, the band, like, having having their... Like, the Young Fathers Massive Attack collab song that's, like, incredible and has this amazing, like, possession-inspired music video. To hear that in the trailers for this movie, I was like, oh, this seems... Oh, they're using this song. <laughs> and then I to hear that the movie's, like, a piece of garbage, like, I fuck. mean, you, you heard about why it's a piece of garbage, right? No, why? So, th-
0: literally on the release of the film, the director was like, hey, this movie sucks because it was supposed to be a Martin Scorsese film... And then halfway through, they ran out of money. So they brought on the other director who's like, oh God, who is he? He's, he's an actually good director, too. Hmm. Um, so they brought him on. So he basically had to make a Martin Scorsese film. But then they didn't give him any more funding. So 15% of the film wasn't shot. Oh, cool. And one of the main characters in it insisted on doing an Incomprehensible accent, so they had to dub in all of his lines and change some of the scenes to cut out the fact that you can't actually understand what the fuck he's saying. And so there's stuff that just happens in the movie and then doesn't go anywhere because they never filmed the conclusion of it. Hmm. Uh, it's I love the movie business. It's so fucking funny. It's a uh, Thomas Alfredson who did Let the Right One In. Oh my god! Which the 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 original which we're one. about to watch. Yeah, which <laughs> we are literally about to watch uh, uh, for yeah. But yeah, so like that's that's that that's why I went and like I was like that's weird because like that guy's a really good director, and then I found out that like he was like oh yeah no it was it was because the whole thing was
1: a fucking cursed nightmare from day I, one. I can't imagine being in that position. Just like this project that is now attached to my name forever was a f- a fucking fart. Yeah. Like. Be, and beaten, and it's not my fault, but it's it gets to be my fault for the next eternity, that and that sucks.
0: That's why it's that's why I'm glad I spent twelve dollars on that instead uh, <sighs> over Truth or Dare because I would I would maybe buy like Truth or Dare on DVD for like five bucks, mm. uh, but I would not spend twelve dollars for the Blu-ray or for the the movie poster that I also have uh, right behind us. Right you have now. a snowman movie poster I have in a, your room. Yeah, I have a giant. So I have the Mister Police. You could have saved her. I gave you all the clues. Movie Holy poster. Shit. That's also something I'm glad I bought. I spent. Twelve dollars on instead of instead of a ticket to there. Hello, Mister Police.
1: It's it's really funny. The Hello, Mister Police thing is really funny. We'll,
0: we'll take a we'll take a photo and we'll just put it on screen right there. Yeah, that'll show <laughs> up. Uh,
1: okay, well so, so that concludes that yeah. concludes this film critters process. I'm I'm happy that we were able to process our feelings about these films and hopefully. Hopefully we'll be able to do some more soon. Some more. We really want to see hereditary soon. Yeah. So
0: yeah, no, look forward to that. Look forward to our Silent Hill video is upcoming soon it's and coming then out soon, I promise. And then once it's out, uh, we'll probably start teasing our next video. Yeah. So I'm really excited about. Uh, thank you again, as always, for listening
1: thank to you for listening. us talk. At Fussy Baby Bitch, at A Very
0: Cute Dog, at a Very Cute, cute Dog. Uh, hit hit subscribe if hit you want to know sub. when the Silent
1: Hill video is. Hit the like, hit tell that your like, friends, hit, pl- hit the uh, bell. Okay, to, to to be real, like if you guys talk about shit that we're doing, it's cool. Yeah, no, that's, we, that's like how people figure out about it. Yeah, no, it, it is
0: really cool to hear people just like talk about it. It's not even like make your friends listen to
1: this, but I it's was like really happy to see people like. Actually talk about this. Actually talking about, like, our last... Well, at the very least, the, the, the like, people seemed to like the preview that I put up on Twitter and, like, the the, the last film critters process, so I'm really stoked. Yeah. No. Um, we're, we're excited to... We love you. It's...
0: Hearing it feels great. Uh, it makes us want to do more, and yeah. then we're going to keep doing more. That's how... Psychology. Works. That's, that, that's 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 how Pavlovian the psychology. Yeah, that's Pavlovian psychology, psychology. So well, give we'll, us some. We'll fucking, keep doing this if you keep liking it. Give give us
1: those fucking sweet pellets of serotonin. <laughs> uh, I need. uh I need my 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 dopamine. My dopamine from my phone and Ooh, my laptop. more dopamine, please, mm, please. <laughs> mm, yum 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 yum. All right, all right, we're, we're done. We're done. We'll <laughs> talk to you guys another. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs>